so my mum came over from England actually during studying for her PhD because um, her PhD was in German Reformation history. So um, she came over to Germany to do her local research here and um, she went to the University of Tübingen, which is where my dad was teaching at the time. And that's how they met, basically. And actually, I think my dad also at some point before they met went over to England. So, um, I mean, it's basically there's there's a lot of interchange of cultures there already, which might differ from other generations, because um, of course it's I mean it's not unusual these days, of course, of being you know, like or being the child of um parents who have different nationalities so i think i'm in a way very typical in that sense now it's nothing too special but it's also it's, it gives you a very different sense of growing up like i grew up bilingual which was fairly unusual at the time even though i did know a few people in my neighborhood who had a similar um, situation where they grew up with one british parent and one german parent but it did sort of made you stick out of it as well and you get that sense of two cultures so in a sense you never quite belong to one or the other which I always thought was I did have that distinct feeling when I grew up always but it, it didn't necessarily of course stop me from identifying as German which I think I still do today so that's quite interesting. So how did you decide to come to England? Okay uh, the story of that is is that um, at the end of my school years in Germany, um, I definitely knew I wanted to go to university, so I was quite ready to make that step, but um, I didn't feel that... I basically didn't feel very happy in Germany for some reason. There were, there were various reasons, as in, like, I didn't have, like, loads of great experiences throughout my life. Um, and I think I was at a stage where I wanted a bit of a change and a new challenge and it was sort of like I needed to challenge myself to do something else in a way so and going to England having that um, already being quite fluent at the language and already having a certain image of the country as being quite positive from my mum um, I think that made me decide to try and apply to an English university just so I could uh, have the experience of a different country and I was luckily enough accepted at King's College London for a degree in history um, and so I went over after that. And can we just um, rewind a little bit sure. to your mother painting this picture of what the yeah. UK was like? What kinds of things did she used to say about it? Um, well, obviously she left during the 70s and um, what was quite interesting, I did get I did get a sense of that very traditional style England. I do remember we came over when I was 10 once and I got shown London with all its typical touristy sites and all those nice things. And she often told me about her childhood in um, Surrey and how she grew up. And it sounded very like very typical middle class British, as you would have envisioned it in a traditional sense. Um, so I had and one other thing that she did often tell me is how open and tolerant British people are in general, which um, I definitely do not want to say Germans aren't open and tolerant, but I, I actually do think that there is that degree, that there's a much larger degree of openness and tolerance here, as you'll be much easier accepted from whatever background you come from or whatever weird quirks you have over here, which um, when I came over here, that was one of the things that really appealed to me and it definitely was a confirmation of what my mum had said. But on the other hand, 
it was also very interesting that her version was, of course, almost 30, 40 years out of date. So a lot of the things that she had told me um, were, they didn't quite match up anymore. So that traditional idea of England, especially in London, which is so multicultural and has changed so much over the decades, was completely different. And when I first came here, I did sort of gradually notice these um, different changes very much and what's interesting when we talk now is that I always have to update her view of England now and I have to usually explain to her well actually no this is not how it is anymore and we have this very interesting dialogue of like two visions of Britain from two generations which I really enjoy actually I find it extremely interesting so yeah I think my accent is the only thing that does make me stand out a bit to some people who listen very closely to accents so I think there, there is that sense of if you are British and sound British, you should be able to be placed in a very particular area of Britain. And people do, I do often see people trying very hard to listen to where exactly I'm from, and they can't tell because I don't have that traditional um, British accent from a particular place in Britain. And um, I don't have a traditional German accent too, of course, so that doesn't help either. And I get all sorts of different placements, like I've got America, Romania, Aberdeen, and Welsh and Scottish and various other things. So it's basically people can't place me. And up until this day, I think my accent it probably always changes according to which influence I'm currently under anyway. But that's actually one thing I quite like about this sort of hybridity of identities, because it I like the idea of not being easily placed somewhere, like the idea of not being put in a box immediately and I think there must be quite a lot of people of my generation now that are in a very similar situation and it's it's great that we've come to this stage where you don't have to be one thing or the other or one particular thing, it's like you can be that mixture. What would you say was typically German about you? <laughs> um, I think I'm, I, I can be a lot more direct than um, I think British people tend to think one should be so I will be very I, I will often be a person who will say okay this this is one fact here we need to do this and this is something that is needs to be fixed basically which I think here often people tend to walk around the problem a lot more in a very polite way and I think um, I mean I, I mean I wouldn't say of course that I come across as impolite hopefully but it's one of those things where I think maybe I should walk around the issue of it would be very like a bit more diplomatic basically in a very British sense but um that's definitely one thing I'm not food is a thing that um I do often miss it about um Germany so I think this is very this is a very typical thing for a German in the UK to say but I do miss German bread a lot <laughs> often and I do go out of my way of trying to find um uh, basically sort of more grainy brown bread as in it, it does make me feel like a bit of a snob, but it, it's one of those things that I'm culturally so used to and I really do actually prefer it. And um, and whenever I do go back to Germany, there are definitely certain foods that I say, I, I would like to have this if possible, uh, that you just can't get here. So yes, I do think that is one thing I do hang on to. But on the other hand, actually, um, one thing, again, I really like about the UK is the variety of cuisines you can get here, which, um, I mean, 
in Germany, at least when I lived there, it wasn't as prominent, the idea that you could get different foods in different places, the classic takeaways that were around were Italian and Chinese. And I mean, here you can get food from all over the world, which is fantastic. And it's also widened my palate in a way that probably wouldn't have been possible at all. So I definitely, I definitely appreciate both sides. I like that idea of my London diet, which is very varied and very intercultural in a way, but I definitely value the idea of my more traditional German diet too, in the sense that I will have the classic bread and cheese and sausage and so on. Another thing to mention here, which is probably quite interesting as well, is that whenever I go back, I, there, there's sort of, I do get that feeling of a bit of an extremely long time lapsing. Um, so um, when I first came back, the few first times I came back home after I started studying, it was still a very similar kind of Germany I left. But actually now I feel, even though I do regularly keep updated uh, with the German news, that a lot of the feeling in the country is different. It's very different living in the country than being of one nationality where they're moving to another country and living in another country because there's that the longer you're gone there's that sense of disconnect that a lot has changed and you weren't there for the whole change and you can't quite follow or understand the change that has happened um not as completely you can't you can obviously negotiate it but there there's a sense in that you missed a few steps that were essential to people living there and you know often have that understanding of yeah I think you just you don't have that understanding of um, a person living in Germany or being German anymore in some ways I think one thing in particular the most major shift in Germany recently of course has been the um, migration from Syria and other places in Africa and the Middle East and I read about that in the German newspapers and I do get a sense that it, it's, it's a major cultural debate as of course it, it should be and when, when, whenever I go back home I don't get that sense of people around me at least discussing it as much as I think they should like or there's sort of a sense of like yeah there's that disconnect between the like I guess the image of the country I get from just reading it from afar and the country that other Germans are living. Um, so when I finished my BA in history I did my postgraduate studies. Um, I studied uh, medieval studies so I specialised in medieval history, <laughs> quite unusual. <laughs> and um, I then also specialised in something called digital humanities, which is a field which tries to combine um, digitization and computational methods with the humanities. So something quite cutting edge, as in like so I'm quite I'm trained in that background, which is quite traditional, the traditional historical research. But um, I'm also quite interested in the way digitization and digital methods have impacted on the field and um, what I'm doing now after various um, internships and job experiences I'm being trained to be a librarian and what I want to be doing hopefully with that is um, work in a library but work in um, digitization of library materials so that's where I'm moving now and maybe it's also quite good to talk about the place I work because that's actually, again, an interesting fusion between England and Germany. So it's going to sound a bit disconnected now. But um, 
that's uh, actually the interesting thing again about the place I work is that this, this is the Warbrick Institute and um, the Warbrick Library actually originally was founded by a German art historian called A.B. Warbrick in Hamburg in Germany and um, what happened to the collection after his death was during the 1930s because um, it was a very um, it was a inst academic institute which was very populated by Jewish academics and what happened with the collection was it was scrutinized by the Nazi authorities of course so what happened to the library is that there was a great campaign to move it somewhere else so it would be safe because a lot of the disciples of the art historian uh, thought that this is something that needs to be preserved because he had a very unique vision which was very international and also very um, interconnected between cultures which may, might have been another um, case why it was scrutinized of course so they campaigned to get the library um, shipped over to England and that is why it is here now actually um, and So what, what year was it shipped over to England? I believe it was 1933, um, apparently in a quite massive ship container because it was already huge at the time, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how it ended up here and it's developed in this English context since to be again a collection which is very, it's quite European focused, very focused on Italian collections, French collections, it's lots of Italian and French and German books of course, but it also has that very in interesting um, international focus in trying to understand how across cultures man has understood himself or mankind has understood itself across history and across cultures so I mean yeah again that's that's to me very fascinating and again I like that idea that this library where I work now is basically not only a fusion of my two cultures in a, in a sense but also a fusion of all the different cultures that are represented around us in the world and around us in London so I think that's a fantastic place to work as well in that sense. Um, so Brexit was actually, I think the best way to describe it, it, it was quite a shock because I never thought it would even be, it never, it never seemed like a thing that could actually happen, it never seemed like it was an option that would even be considered. I was one of those people who during the whole referendum campaign for oh no it's fine they're gonna they're gonna stay in it's well, why would they go out and um well the, the day i woke up when the referendum result was out i was just in complete i didn't yeah i wasn't i was in shock and i didn't i i didn't really understand why it had happened as well i was it was a bit of a mystery to me and ever since the referendum has happened i've been trying very hard to understand the different forces that were behind it. I wouldn't say I have a very clear picture of it even now because I think it's such a complex and diverse matter that you can't really sum it up very easily and nor should you but um, it has given me a sense of a I think it has given me a sense of a different side of Britain that I didn't necessarily consider I don't think it's a bad side at all, but I think what happened is that I got very absorbed into my various, very academic, very London, <laughs> very open and multicultural bubbles, and I didn't have the understanding of that there is a different facet, or very uh, there are different facets of the country which are not my lived experience. 
and I think it's very important to understand that and I, I I'm actually in a way that's and obviously it's hard to say that I'm glad that the referendum turned out as it did for me but um, I think it's also definitely given me a sense of I need to reassess my thinking um, and again reassess my ideas of the country I live in um, and as a German in particular what has been of course a big question looming above our heads is are we allowed to stay as European citizens and I've been trying to be quite actively involved in the um, events that have been happening campaigning for EU citizens having the right to stay because um, so um, I have basically I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, I wouldn't say that I completely disrespect the result. Absolutely not. It's something that is a very complex issue, and I do not want to. I do not want to be in the position that I say I reject this idea completely that Brexit is happening because, as we see now, it's very likely to happen. But um, yeah, it it does seem to very much go against my idea of the world as I saw it. So again, it's. Yeah, it's it's I'm basically in a big phase of reassessing how I think about things, but but I don't think that means that the UK necessarily loses its European identity as such, because I think we're so at the stage we're so globalized and so intermixed that in a way that the idea of just severing yourself from the world seems it do, it does seem to it does, it it seems strange to me personally at least that idea that you can just go sort of leave that global community and I'm not sure that's going to happen anyway because again we all have to cooperate on international levels and so many people in so many different countries are living in different countries so can you visualize yourself at any point going back to Germany to live um possibly um yeah I'm not quite sure um in in a sense, I think it might be a bit difficult for me in some ways to readjust to Germany because I've been away for so long. Again, I don't have that sort of continuous cultural experience that other Germans have. Um, but there there are some areas of Germany which where where I do see that they have a similar sort of very open, tolerant culture now, um, and I would I would consider going back maybe to a big city like Berlin. Um, I do like the idea of living in Berlin. That would be fantastic. Um, but on the other hand, I wonder if it's... So I have been thinking about just sort of in the past few weeks and um, in a sense, there's also always the option of going somewhere else and having again that um, new cultural experience of a completely different country and getting used to a new culture, which I really enjoyed in the first place six years ago. So. I think I'm leaning a bit more towards that idea, actually, because I think I do want that experience of a very, of, of, again, a new culture at some point, because I, I like the challenge of being in a different setting and understanding the culture around me and how the society works around me. So um, I think actually probably what I would end up doing if I ever moved somewhere else would be that. Um, but you never know, I might also go back. So it's very up in the open right now, which is actually good because I do I do at least have that sense still that I can go somewhere else if I want to. I don't feel constrained, which is great. So, yeah. <laughs>